If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not go to a pub at all. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, well, I'd say Peroni as well. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. However, I feel the demographic isn't as varied as that. Welcome back to Four Blades in the Pub, where tonight actually it's Five Blades in the Pub at our uh, recording home across size. And I'm joined by my uh, usual right hand man, Philip. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, sometimes pod uh, guest, guest yeah. Sam Ridley. Good evening, John. And. Uh, Two debutants tonight to get up to five blades in a pub. Uh, first brother of Sam and Phil, young Joe Chopper Ridley. Good evening, Joe. Good evening. And last but not least, the man who needs no introduction. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Absolute, what have I described him as here? Twitter sensation and gobshite. Uh, the infamous Alan Picard. Good evening, Alan. Top intro of that pod. Good evening. So, uh, obviously, it seems like a. I've been through the grinder since then, but it's, well, it's, it's a full week since West Ham, so. Been through the grinder. <laughs> right, that makes more sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, lads, we are an inclusive podcast. Oh, never said we weren't. You've just well, that I've been through the grinder today, <laughs> uh, but on Friday night we played West Ham at Bobble Lane, and uh, I don't want to start with Phil, what was your thoughts on the game? I've got to say, first half, uh, I don't like being too critical of this side because I think we've been so good for so long, but I thought first half we were dire all over the pitch as well. I don't think anybody really came out with a great deal of credit. Um, and, I, and, and I'm not, I don't think I'm being too far, taking that too far talking like that because sometimes I think it needs saying I can accept playing like that against the best team in Europe, but against West Ham, I think we could do and should do better. But obviously second half, we did something different and did did do better. I think we stepped up the pitch and, and it paid and, and we deserved to win the game ultimately. I think you've summed it up very well. Definitely a game of two halves. I'm not saying we were definitely sort of dominant maybe the last 10 minutes. West Ham sort of took a little bit more of the game again. But like you say, we said at half-time, walking down the cop, we're missing three things. We're not getting the bounce. Um, we're not far enough up the field. And we're not getting any VAR decisions. And in second half, we got a bit of luck with the keeper and Balbuena making a bit of a mistake. Whose fault was that, by the way? I blame defending myself. So. Yeah, I do yeah. as well. I've seen Martin's getting a lot of flack for it, but I think I've Balbuena's at fault with It's almost like he, he, he thought someone else were going to get the ball. Well, someone else did get the ball, but it was funny how it worked, how it happened, yeah. wasn't it? It was one of the, it was almost, it was just comical. Like, it's like, it, yeah, it's like if someone was playing FIFA... And the mum shouted him for the tea. And he went, oh, fucking hell, what have I done here? Oh, no! If we'd have conceded that goal the week before against Fylde, I don't think anyone would have asked any questions of Fylde. I think that would have been... Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. It, was, it was certainly it's not... It's not to Fylde, by the way, but... I don't yeah, think... It was. <laughs> it was a bit. Apologies to all our Fylde listeners. I don't think when... I'm not Andy Taylor. I don't think when Bernie puts together a compilation of his uh, greatest ever <laughs> moments, that unnecessarily beyond... So hey, bloody hard work that finish as well. I'd actually disagree. I think Holly McBurney, knowing what Holly McBurney's like, would probably class that as his greatest ever goal. Well, he, he, the way he celebrated it in particular. Have you heard what he said about the finish? He said he weren't looking when Fleck passed it, he was looking at the goalkeeper because he weren't expecting it to come that early. 
and he said as soon as it hit his foot, there was no doubt it was going in because he put it where the keeper couldn't save it. So I don't know quite where he's getting that from. That's straight underneath. I love, I love that level of confidence, though, because like, if you talk that much shit, some of it's going to stick eventually, isn't it? So, um, Speaking of talking shit, have you seen his video with Callum Robinson where they call it players out for the different oh, things? Uh, it's painful, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> I mean, my voice is not the greatest, and this is my biggest fear about tonight, but, um, yeah... It, where's he from? <laughs> is he not from Leeds? He's from Garforth. He's from Garforth, isn't he? I thought he was from somewhere up that way. Somebody's been trained to speak like that. He's got it. <laughs> the best quote in that is, who's the cleverest? <laughs> ben Osborne. <laughs> 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 I once saw him reading a book. Have you seen the Justified? United have tweeted a picture of him sat there reading. <laughs> My word. Oh, dear. I mean, this is... I think we've talked about this before about like like club made content that's a little bit shoddy is actually excellent but it's sort of like he's done quite slickly and then you've got them two Muppets United's media at the moment is tremendous we've talked about this on it before it is tremendous but I don't think you'd have got two worse stroke better people to do that particular conversation I'm fairly sure they were sharing a <laughs> it's a good job some right lads can play football yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> to be fair they did say that as yeah. well who's the cleverest yeah. well not the brightest of bunches it's a good job we can play <laughs> but uh, well to go back to the game well actually whilst we're off topic what's everyone's thoughts on McBurney getting in trouble for going to the match on Sunday that's nonsense isn't it? absolutely well. Wilder's got his spot on today hasn't he yeah look at Wilder's comments today says it all are you uh, glad at times like this are you self-employed so you don't get spotted on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I see half of my former pupils that are matches, and honestly, like, you see tweets. I've seen there's a tweet knocking about it, and it says, Isn't it a shame that you never see your driving instructor once you pass your test? I see three quarters of my pupils. <laughs> I fucking wish I didn't. And to be fair, I can't remember seeing them half the time. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Since I've seen you on a Saturday afternoon, I've put one of my sons through tests with you, yeah. and other one's learning at a minute, and I still know what you like. It's all good. Well, that's why you get other people to drive. I'm still the Monday to Friday. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know, I would contact him for driving lessons. <laughs> was there anyone then who you, th- you thought was like a big part in turning the game on its head on Friday? Fleck. I think on Fleck, a, Fleck, a, Fleck played ten yards further off the pitch. I tell, I tell you what changed the game Friday, and it was probably before the game and the announcement of Wilder's contract, and, yeah. and that impact on the fans. For the first 20 minutes until the game died. Until Keeper got injured. Until Keeper got injured. The cop were fantastic for the first 20 minutes. It died off after Keeper got injured. And a lot of them songs were all about Wilder. I'm not saying they're not normally, but there were a lot of... It's funny because I, I didn't see it. I thought we were quite quiet. First half, especially. First, first 20 minutes until Roberta... Yeah, the game, the game went flat side. as well, didn't it? Everything just yeah. died at that point. But like I said... Half time, we needed there were three things we'd not got. We got the look from the keeper, but that was caused by Flex stepping 15 yards up, which probably would have come from Wilder at half time. And then obviously, later on, we get the finally get a bit of a VAR. Uh... So, about the VAR decision, oh, here we go. <laughs> right? It's weird, I'm gonna it? say we've got five minutes max. So, uh, well, we, I don't think we've got. Good, we should be able to get a decision overturned then, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I oh, think <laughs> I personally think well I went but I went potty. I've celebrated that like we've yeah. won won FA Cup, but, but that's natural. It's, like, it's the fact that we've won a game in the ninety third minute with a decision. Yeah, and I <laughs> my dad 
Yeah, a really great quote when when he scored, he went, "Where the bloody hell's that come from?" <laughs> but it's it was fair enough because it literally came. We didn't look under Dane in any. I mean, from absolutely from, nothing apart from three free kicks that were exactly the same that we couldn't very quite understand. Very frustrating that that was the same free kick three times. And Hilaire was completely unmarked All every three single times, yeah. time. Okay. I hate him, Snodgrass, by the way. I'd have, oh, I'd I'd have him at late right. tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, he could find... Well, I'm not going to say her name. He could find somebody on Ender's Christmas, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's... Uh, well, maybe he's if he signs good. for Blades and he goes up pre-season tour next year. <laughs> and he's brought it up first. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, but in all seriousness, in, in all seriousness I think, like... Some people have to see improvement. I, I didn't celebrate that because I'm a man of principle. Nonsense. Oh, Absolutely yeah, nonsense. I celebrated it and, um, and then Hated about yourself. five, possibly not even five minutes later, uh, my sort of conscience kicked in and I went, no, that's not right. So, funny thing is, <clears> I'd, I'm a little bit surprised by how much fuss has been about it. I, I think it's on ball. It's the right decision. Even, even uh, with the new rule, I think if you look at the way it runs through, all right, he's running that way. But he, he, the ball his completely changes direction. If his hand isn't there, that ball falls to bowl off. They don't score anyway. Current rule is handball, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, mm, I feel like... It's not it, deliberate. I'm not I feel like if that. the game wasn't no. on telly... If it's not the 93rd minute. If it, if it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't so pivotal. If the game if the game wasn't on telly, it wasn't England's great white hope, Declan Rice. Who I thought was abysmal, by the way. Well, Noble was better and he wasn't particularly great either. John, John Lundstrom played both from off the park and he was... And had a bad player. game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an interesting one on money. Uh, we'll bring him up in a second, I think. I mean, with regards to the handball, you only have to look at the John Egan goal at Brighton that got disallowed, mm. which was far harsher. The thing um, the thing with the Egan goal, and I, I said this at the time, how can that be? How can that rule be right when the ball's going in the net? Yeah. No one's stopping it. It's going in the net and it hits his hand on the yeah. way in. That can't be right. Answer that yourself, aren't you, for real? It's not right. It it's, can't, can it? No, it's bonkers. That, that had no traction <laughs> over it yet because a 93rd minute goal has been an equaliser has been disallowed. There's loads over yeah. it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's all about circumstance. But there's a lot big of London big club, you can't, you I've can't seen, go against them big London I've, I've, I've seen a lot of comments about saying sort of boot behind on the foot. Probably be funny we've had it enough times yeah, this well season. That's, that's the first time we've had a real <laughs> I'd be thoroughly pissed off, and that's the whole point, isn't it? You'd, yeah, be, you'd be raging. I think that's the whole celebration. Yeah, I just think the celebration came from the fact that it was almost like, oh my god, they've actually given us one. And, yeah, and, and, and we're against West Ham, to be fair. So it was the that. celebrations of Snodgrass running full Snodgrass Moyes running down the pitch towards penalty area. It was Fan, their fans on pitch, which I hope have all had letters this week receiving ban- with banning orders. To be fair, that were a pretty good celeration. Yeah, to be fair, to <laughs> it was, we'd have been watching videos of that all week. Uh, flying Argentina flags. But yeah, I think... End of the day, we won the game. It, 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 five years yeah. from now, all you remember is the fact that we won that game, and, and the rest of it's, it's just. Doesn't I know. Matter, hopefully, does it? hopefully, VAR rules of football get looked at from that as well. Yeah. I think uh, if, 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 that rule were brought in because they've got technology to check it. I think the thing is with VAR, the rules got to be that clear. Very yeah. similar with the yeah, it's um, got because you can't. You if can't, you're going to look it on a camera, you don't know if it's deliberate or not. It's yeah, got to be handball or not handball, but it's probably got to be the other way around too. Because if it hit Egan's hand there, it's not handball. Same with That's the Van Dyke one. Yeah. Same with the Van Dyke one against Liverpool. I know that that obviously didn't hit his hand, but Dermot Gallagher said a couple of times since, as much of a cock as he is, 
that if it had hit Van Dyke's hand, that that won't matter because at that point they're defending. Yeah, that's the problem with it. Um, the inconsistency. Sort of that. Tangent here. They brought a ruling for VAR that impacts ten games a weekend, yeah. and yeah. Um, I'm fairly sure that fans of Championship clubs and League One clubs and League Two clubs and you can carry on going until you get down to Robin Hood. Um, are not happy with that rule change because they have not got the AR to check it. Yeah, no, I believe decisions will we'll get given, but in like that in them lower it, leagues, though, that's the thing. I think I think I'm right in saying yeah. it's the, the VAR is going to be in the championship next year, which. I mean, that, that's obviously the next tier down, but it doesn't help, like you say, when you go down to th- this weekend where you've had decisions going for and against teams because they've either got VAR or they haven't got VAR for the FA Cup. If we'd have had a replay against Fylde, we wouldn't have had VAR despite the fact... So that we could have had a goal disallowed in 89th minute for offside by VAR, which would have put us through. Then gone to Fylde, Fylde been 10 yards offside, yeah, yeah. and not give it and go through because of an offside. It's crazy, goal, isn't it? You does. can't have one rule, one rule. Yeah, I'm glad I've not had to get a file this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Might have been a push. Mm, well, so, it'll have to be through the grinder. Think got, anyone got? <laughs> think it prefer to be on grinder. So, <laughs> I think, think someone we haven't mentioned that's worthy of a mention is Bessage. Yeah, I thought yeah. Bessage's energy and his, I mean, his, his captain's tackle for the booking he got was we were, fantastic. We were quite dynamic when he came on because he added an urgency in midfield that wasn't there before. At half time, I thought one of the only players with any credit would probably be Norwood, who for by, for someone who he does get a fair bit unnecessary, obviously from a lot of United fans. I thought Norwood had a really good game on Friday, but Bessage stepped it up, and I just think Lundstrom. It's not this is it's like him off, but at Liverpool he wasn't fit, and I didn't think he was particularly great on Friday. So, so I, I think there's two players. I think there's two players that are at risk of losing their position who've been there all season. One of them's Lundstrom, and that's partly because of yeah, exactly. That's partly because of Bessage. The other one's McGoldrick. Now, I love David McGoldrick. And when he's not scoring goals, up until this point, he's been influencing games in a big way. All right, maybe I'm being harsh because his last three games have been Man City, Liverpool, and then this one. He hasn't had as much of an influence on the game as what he was having previously. Coupled with not scoring. How long can he stay in the team for? And I know, I know he's going to keep having. He is going to have impacts in games. It's weird, isn't it? We've 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 been starched defenders of him, and the idea that it doesn't matter if he's not scoring because of what he contributes. Um, I was talking to a a pal the other night, and he made a point. He he genuinely thinks that um, the miss at Brighton has just written him off. Yeah. He came from there and it started there. Maybe. Yeah, I, I can't remember what kind of impact, impact he had in the Watford game. Um, well, we were both sort of not at it. So I, think, I think the other problem is for McGoldrick, and it's and it's not a problem for us, but the Moose and McBurney partnership looked good, looked really it looked good on Friday, yeah. didn't it? McBurney dropped in on Friday and, and as soon as he dropped deeper, because Moose were running on, McBurney looks a different player. That's his role. Yeah, he needs to be on the ball, is, no, McBurney, he's not a bad footballer for someone who looks yeah, like a. He's, a, a he's, he's yeah. so much. He's so much more than a target man gangster, which is what we've used him as for the first half of the season. He's definitely a gangster. <laughs> I said in the summer, and I and I stand by it that I preferred us to sign McBurney to more. I was on that camp with you, Sam. And I and I, I stand by it, and I can guarantee that this time in. Well, this time next season that McBurney have got more Premier League goals than more play. Oh, some shout, some shout that. So, 
Uh, I don't know. Have we done man of the matches in the past? Anybody want to call for man of the match for this game? Well, I think Bessic changed the game, so I'm going to say Bessic. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd go with Bernie. I thought. Yeah, I thought. I know we have the joke of whoever scores gets man of the match, and especially the official United vote. But I thought that Bernie were excellent throughout, apart from ten <laughs> minutes in the second half. Fair I thought Nunes because as soon as he came on, they dropped ten yards deeper. Shit themselves, didn't we they? We play our game and they absolutely dropped one in their kicks. Yeah, yeah. So I think you've got a combination because I think I think you're missing the fact. Well, you, we're not missing, but John Flight were absolutely outstanding second half. Um, and the other one that we've not even discussed at this moment in time, I'd suggest, is currently our best defender, Chris Basham. Yeah, Basham will have that match. Well, that's the thing. I thought the game changed in second half because in first half. Basham and O'Connell were glued to Egan. They didn't come out until last minute at first half when Basham down that side went on one, then half time whistle went. But I actually, Second half, off we go, lads. I actually take, said to my dad about 10 15 minutes before end of first half, I said to my dad, Basham's the only one taking any responsibility. He was trying to go forward, whereas the rest of them were playing a little bit safe. And it, it was the only oh, one the first half, half particularly. I've got to be honest, it's damn that left hand side of the minute. That's yeah. always been our strongest side. Ender and O'Connell for the last seven or eight games. They played every minute of every game, though, yeah. haven't they? Fantastic. That's, I'm not taking any of them away. And that's the issue. They played literally every minute of every game, yeah. too. Also, probably helped by the fact, that, well, probably disadvantaged by the fact that Flex going a lot more. Whereas Lundstrom sits mm. a bit more, so you're gonna. It's not so much you sit, you can get but back. When you've got Baldock and Basham go, there's probably mm. a little bit more cover on that side. As well, I think if once we get over this weekend, um, the run of games that we've come up, coming up, I think we'll probably see us be more in possession of the ball and doing it's our thing a little bit more. Next Tuesday is the one that I think we've got to take three points from. Well, we've, got very, to serious we've, got, we've got to have possession <laughs> in that one. Their midfield's crap. If we're not looking at Pardew. That, that pass on, uh, was it Sunday they played? That pass yeah. for Jesus's goal from the De Bruyne. The one from oh, our oh Ridiculous. God. I don't know how anyone's going to tell people that De Bruyne assists from the position he's in when <laughs> he crosses crazy, that ball. It? It's absolutely crazy. So, final thing I'm going to say uh, for me for, for the West Ham game, and, and he's not here, so I'm going to quote Dan when we were walking back to the car. I'm just glad we beat them just to shut them jelly deal sniffing cunts up. <laughs> Seems like a reasonable <laughs> point to be thrown it's, out there. I mean, to be fair, that's quite tame for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd say it if he was here, so there you go, Dan. That's yeah. for you tonight. Right. Nice one, guys. So, this weekend then boys, we uh, head back to North London, um, sadly I'm not going this week, but uh, you boys are all going, Alan Picard Tour's going this weekend? Yes! Tell us more! It's just going to be class mate, it's just brilliant. <coughs> I'm looking forward to it to be honest. We've got the good boss. I wish, I wish yeah. yeah, we've got the good one, phone charges in room, it's class. Um, I, wish we, uh, I wish this little played at all down to be fair, because uh, I've not been to this new one though, it's just in for me. The old ground better than the Atlantic, surely. Yeah, I've, been, I've been to both. I've been both. I, went, I was lucky enough last time we were in the Premier League to go to the Emirates first season. It was open. I was in 
Do they call it Club Arsenal? That tier around the middle. All right, Sounds yeah, like yeah, something yeah. I found on that app. What about Grinder again? What about Arsenal? Um, but it's, it's a great day out up there, down there, and North London's always a good drink. Just London in general. I mean, you're London away. Is there? Um, so, get used to you it. Three in a row. They're all right. There used to be few and far between. But looking at my bank account before I've even been on the next three weekends, dear three in a row. Big, big news: uh, Abamyang being out this weekend. Fantastic it? news because he's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's great. He's as good as anyone. I mean, they'll, they'll bring him another quality player in his replacement. I was surprised Egan had let him out of his pocket from last time, honestly. <laughs> but they reckon that uh, Enketia's going to play, don't they? Do they? They've announced that Arsenal are keeping him until the end of the season, yeah. so re- good chance he'll probably be at least on bench, I thought. Because wow. Lacazette play. play on the left, then? Or will Lacazette play up front and uh, Martinelli play on the left? <laughs> you've, you've also they announced Bellerin's out, Tierney's out. They've got no left-back, have no they? Left so there's a good back. chance that Saka will play well, left-back. It'd be Saka, they've been playing Maitland-Niles, haven't they, as well, so... But yeah, Richard Bashing right down the right. <laughs> <laughs> get Basham down right hand side, just attack him. We've just I, got, I think we've just got to attack him, if, if I'm being honest. I mean, get into get into it. There's a little like yeah. Lundstrom. Do the. Uh, you think Lundstrom will start? No. I think Bessie will start. I, I, I want Bessie to start personally. Um, he's doing enough. <laughs> I don't see. I, what, can, what more can he do? Every single time he's had, every time he's had a chance, he's gone in there, he's done his job. Lundstrom might be doing it last few. I'm, I, I, I don't want to be fit. too critical, but Lundstrom just feels like he's he's just out of form. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, Not to mention some of the audacious rumours of his contract demands. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Wilder's yeah. interview today? Though he has alluded to um, basically someone's been in his ear, and he, he kind of made a comment about. Uh, agents dictating players' lives and things like that, and players need to take a bit more control back. Was that related so, to Lundstrom? Though? Yeah, yeah, it was about Lundstrom. So it does make you wonder if there is. Uh, obviously, I don't think he's asking for sixty-five grand a week. week but... wants sixty-five grand a week. I want seventy-five quid a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's done well. I mean, but I think let's let's be realistic. You know? Well, that's what Wilder <clears> said today, and he? he's got an option of another year. Anyway, he's got another year at our discretion. So. It's going to be here next season, no matter whether he likes well, it or not. He's going to have a contract for next season, no matter what, whether he's here. Mm. A different conversation. It's all sounding very Dean Hammond, this, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit, though, isn't it? If, yeah. he, if he's going it, to, obviously, it's his agent, it's not him, but if he's been a dick, then. So I, don't, I don't think he's. I personally don't think he's. I just think. You're not going to do contracts in January, though, Phil, are you? Real, realistically, who's going to do a contract? All agents are busy trying to get all the players to move for £275 million. They've been talking to him for a bit. That's true. They've been talking to him for a bit, aren't they? They, they started yeah, talking yeah. about this in about November time. I don't know enough about football contracts to really say what might or might not have happened to them. I'm uh, just going on what Wilder said in the past. He's been asked a while ago about players under contracts or running out of contract that they're talking to. and. Lundstrom was one he talked about quite a while ago. Maybe Lundstrom's been talking to his uh, scouse mate, Mark Duffy, about the contracts. <laughs> going to Stoke on, right? He's, he's got great advice. He's got some great advice off Mark's... Uh, no doubt be the Mark, best movie he's ever made. <laughs> Mark, Mark's lovely wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've digressed from Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going um, But yeah, looking at Arsenal... Can I just say now, right? I thought about this on, uh, earlier, when you asked me whether I were free or not. I couldn't name 15 Arsenal players right now. And that is a bit of a fall from grace because you go back to 
2000, 2005. I could name every player at Arsenal squad. Yeah. I can't name Arsenal. Sagan. You've just said Sagan. some names then, and I know what you're talking about. And that's how good they are. So that's the, the point of Lundstrom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, who's this Duffy lad? <laughs> no, I I'd say I know pretty much. I'd know, I think I'd, I'd recognise everyone in the squad. If you put a list of names in front of me, I'd probably be, yeah, I know who he is. But I couldn't sit here and reel off 15 Arsenal... Current... You'd struggle to pick their first 11 for the weekend. Obviously, yeah. they've got a couple out, but... They've got in some the fantastic past... individuals. Yeah. Well, he's, put, well, he's put Ozil back in and Xhaka back in, hasn't he? Oh, yes. I won't have a clue who's playing right back if Bellerin is not playing. I'd assume Chambers. I'd, I'd, Chambers. Is he injured, though? Don't know. Uh, Chambers played right back at Lane as well, didn't he? No, played centre <coughs> half, didn't he? No, he played, played right back. And just while I'm thinking about this now, I couldn't even tell you what shape they play. Well, it's 4 2 3 1 now, I'll tell you. What, what's That's them against Leeds the other week? I was. First half, Leeds absolutely dominate them. And second they half. Score, did they? Se- second, half second half, Arsenal weren't really the, a million the, miles better. What, you, what I think you saw in that game is the, the power of a Lacazette or somebody like individually to just. Like get a team of that size over the line, and so if we were to go down and there and dominate the first half uh, in a similar way to Leeds did, dare I say I don't know if we'd be able to. Leeds look slick, like incredibly slick. He's playing with Alfie, isn't it? For Leeds, oh, I'd enjoy it immensely. But as long as they weren't replaced, I think if we create the amount of chances Leeds did, Bernie and Musa, who I think start fun together, um, would have a field day. And I think you get if you get Musa running at Socrates and uh, Louise, you can have an absolute world of fun. I, I actually think back. I think the Goldrick starts at Sunday. I don't think it'll be Musa and McBurney. And the reason why I think that is we need to keep holding the ball when we get it because we might not have it for long. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. If, it, if we're playing against a lesser side, I would say that Musa probably starts. So let's, uh, let's just out. say very quickly because this has just come into my head, and I like set things when they come into my head. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> um, so let's assume Musa can't do two games in a short period of time. Yeah, who's he playing against? Arsenal, Sitter, Sitter. I'd put him against David Luiz. He absolutely battered City though. He scored and should have scored. I suppose it depends if Laporte's backing or not, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a good point. I, I didn't come, I didn't think about that to be fair. It is a but, good point. But also the uh, performance of City the other day. Friday, they could Friday. just win every game from now to I'd ring them up and say, Well, off you to one nil now, will you take it? <laughs> well I, I said at the I said at the start of the season it happened. Uh, my hope <laughs> is for us to concede <laughs> less than ten goals against Liverpool and say. You this season. So far we've conceded four. Five. So we just need... Five. Five. No, four. Five. Oh, five, of course, I forgot City. Put me in our jobs. Yeah. I forgot City scored a second because it was that pointless. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> that by the time you'd gone out? Yeah, I, I were fuming already by that point. So uh, Let's not talk about that. Cause Back on VAR, are we? No, not on VAR. On referee tackling John Fleck. But that's another point. Um but yeah, I, I said if I concede less than ten goals in, against them two teams, I'd be delighted. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad way of looking at it. I don't want to lose five 0 though on Tuesday. But thinking about the weekend, I think the McGoldrick point you make, Phil, I think does have some value. But also, Ajaka and Torreira better passes of the ball than Nord and Fleck. I would argue not. No, probably not. And I'd say with a disjointed side, we have an opportunity. Fleck's the key on. Fleck is, Fleck is massively key on, on Saturday. Well, we, we said after the 
um, after the game at Bramall Lane. Their midfield probably wouldn't get in our midfield. As yeah. bizarre as that sounds, at that time. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. I, I don't quite. I'm not a big fan of that kind of thing. I think if you look at it individually and you say, "Can you take this player or that player?" <clears throat> as an individual, the majority of their side is individually better than ours. But in, in theory, the point the point was raised about Jacker, who was their captain at the time. Would Jacker get into our midfield as an individual? Uh, probably yes, because he replaced John Lundgren. Okay. He looks Jacker's left footed. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, and obviously, we know Chris Barnes has his balance. I'm not a big fan of this. Dad, I, I do. I get away from it. No, but I think, he, I think my point, I just think, contrasts from, against what Phil was saying. And I think, as Leeds show, who've got far inferior players, as we proved last season, um, <laughs> they <laughs> could go down there and pass them off the park. Palace can damage them with. James McCarthy's still alive. Did you see him playing at the weekend? Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was long he gone. He had, a fight, he had a, fight, a fight with Baldock. Did we kill him? First, I, thought we'd, I thought we'd finished him. Well, first game at season. Oh, Baldock chucked him and sat down lane. Yeah, and, and then that was it. I I've not seen him since. But like Palace have, Palace have got what, like the classic Hodgson 4 4 2, very, very boring style of, but effective style of football, if you will. And are you scoring? We've got every chance of being able to get a goal. It's a signing toss soon, haven't they? It's, it's a very intriguing signing, signing toss soon, by the way. I'm yeah. a bit surprised. 100 grand a week. Yeah. What? I mean... I don't know. Well, apparently, they want, I mean, yeah. we had this conversation. It's not half as intriguing as Everton trying to sign someone called Everton. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favourite thing this season. If I were, I'm not having any more kids, but if I were going to have now call my next son Sheffield United <laughs> <laughs> on the hope that one on day the they'll play for yeah, Sheffield United Sheffield United <laughs> Sheffield United let's remember that Everton Fantastic. is Brazilian so his real name is probably do you reckon that's just Carlo Ancelotti can you remember Marcelo yeah, of course I can remember Marcelo Marcelo John <laughs> of course he's called John it's big is Brazilian name man. what are his middle names Everton is it? Right, I'm sure it is middle names, though, I'm sure it is someone google it back to Tosson um, we had the conversation of the weekend, didn't we? That yeah. What I'm intrigued about with Roy Hodgson and Palace is they wanted to sign him before Everton did. They've seen Everton sign him. He's done nothing for him. He's still decided to <laughs> sign him. That's not a good fit. He's the sort of player that you like. You sort of hope we never get in the habit of a mid-table Premier League team doing, <laughs> and it's going and buying players who've had like a purple patch for six months in like Turkey or Portugal. We come over for thirty million quid, and the fucking pony. And he's a prime example. Uh, very similar to who uh, Aston Villa are now linked with. I don't know if you've noticed that uh, Slomani that Leicester oh, uh, kicked yeah. out. That's, really? uh, that's who Villa are now chasing. They're on their arse. He scored six goals for Monaco. So, yeah, what we should do is we should go and get him. V- Doug Ellis got a lot of grief when he were at Villa. But I'll tell you now, he did not go out on a whim and just sign anybody and anybody for stupid amounts of money. It, it's the arrogance of the fans as well. Why, are, why are they throwing... I mean, I don't know how much they've spent on players. It's probably 140 million. More, I've said. It will, I mean, probably, it's, it's, worse it's, it's worse than last year. Mings was made to look like a part. I know they played Man City. Mings, Mings, was, Mings was made to look on Sunday as though he could play for Robin Hood. Yeah, Mings is well, a good player. That would be standard. He... <clears throat> Mings is a good player. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he's not, but on he's Sunday. He's a Premier League he... player, but he's. He's probably about where he should be at this moment I in can't, time. It's, it's weird to think Bournemouth didn't give him a chance when they look how bad their defence is. Yeah. It's, it's intriguing. I didn't know defense. Steve Cook were only 27. I nearly... Give over. 
John's doing his face. John's doing his face. Go on, do it again. Steve Cook, he's 27, 28. He is not. He's got to be 32. No, I'm not having that. Okay. He's got to be. Well, he's fact, been playing football longer than I've been. Well, it looks I, like he I'm has. He fact, looks like, like he has. The combined age of Bournemouth centre half is 74, so he can't. Just be to clarify, Alan doesn't know how old he is. The yeah. fact Simon Francis is still playing for Bournemouth, and he, he was playing for United when I was seven. Steve <laughs> Cook, born 19th of April 1991. I'm not having that. I'm not having wow. that. He is. That's a false person. Well, why is Sky lying about it? Yeah, Roger Miller was really 38 as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Sky's like I think Steve Cook's like. <laughs> right. We've digressed now. Uh, just a touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, for my, me, I think it's it's made to measure for us to put in a massive performance. And at the beginning of the Premier League season, I think we would have said, oh, we, really, we always will beat one of the big clubs. Yeah. And we've already done that. Uh, so now let's beat one of the big clubs away. And I think that gives us an opportunity to have a real good go at that. And to start the predictions, I'm going against my usual negativity. So United against a win, two one. Wow, big call. Alan, prediction? I thought about that. Can we go the way around? Yeah, of course. I'll go next. I think we'll lose. I think we'll probably lose two or three one. Personally. Sorry for being negative. But... It's not. It's just being honest, Phil. So my la- my last trip to Arsenal was uh, reaped in controversy. That was your first away game. I wonder if uh, Phil can remember where he was sat for that. Yeah, game. I was in the middle. I was stood in the middle of the North Bank <laughs> on my own with no one else. Well, no one else. About fifteen thousand Arsenal fans because you got my ticket to go to your first ever away game. It's good of you, mate. Yeah, piss off. We are obviously talking. <laughs> we have a prediction next time. We're just going to. We obviously talk about the Steve Bruce pulling his off game there. <laughs> Sorry, what now? Not JB Um I, I think I think we'll nick it, but I think it'll be late on. I think it'll be scrappy, but I, th- I think it'll be one 0 to United. Chops. Uh, I'll go keeping up our incredible record against London teams, and we'll get another. We'll draw one one. Yeah, I've got my chops. Um, tight game. We don't concede many. Um, so yeah, we'll probably win about ten nil now. <laughs> one well, well, let's hope four out of those five come in. At the minimum, yeah. I love your optimism, gents. I really do. So, on to the quiz. We've all had a little go, so I've got the... uh, Answer in front of me and the questions. I'm actually reading the questions out. Is that yeah, and then we can all provide our answer. You tell us who's right at the end, mate. That'd be great. So I've got to give a shout out to a uh, friend of the pod and an occasional contributor, Paul McDonald, who's put this quiz together for us. He's I literally know. just sent the answers. I don't know through. who that is. You don't know this, Paul. Casey McDonald. Lad. Casey Lad. Casey Lad. Love that, <laughs> Casey Lad. The Wolf of Wingfield, as he is now doing well with this running this month. So well done, Paul. Keep it up, mate. But you are having a drink on Saturday. Your drinking career is more important than your running career, Paul. Let's remember that. To the quiz. Also, we need some cherry snuff. Number one, Richard Stearman left the Blaze this week after making 52 appearances and scoring four goals. Against which clubs did the former Wolves man find the net? I've got two. I've got Borough, obviously, last year, and Sunderland. I've got Sunderland Borough, and I seem to remember when we played Blackburn over the festive period he scored. 
I'll be honest with you, we've done a bit of a guess here. We've got Borough, as we know that one's right. Forrest came into my head because I was struggling for an answer. And then I've gone with Burton as well. Yeah, so I've gone Borough, Fulham, Burton and Reading. Um, and I've only got one right, so the correct answer is Sunderland. QPR. Ah, that's the one Lundy scored in. That was scissor kick. I believe that it? was yeah. a scissor yeah, kick. On the yeah. I, I said he'd scored in the game, but Lundy scored in as well. His um, most important goal, and the one I'm sure we all remember, the Middlesbrough goal. Yeah. And I don't. You've got the right answer, but I think you've got the wrong game because it's Whiteburn in the League Cup. Oh, come uh, on. This yeah. season. So that was this season. Well, <laughs> sometimes you have to take the oh, window. Oh, God, yeah, you did tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got two. Yeah. Three. Hmm. Question number two. Name the only player to score for United away at Arsenal in the Premier League era. He netted a late equaliser in a one all draw at Highbury. Anyone got it? I've got Wiles. I've got Wiles. I've got Notches. It was Adrian Littlejohn. It was Adrian Littlejohn. I'd put oh, it was, oh my God, there was a video of that on Twitter. This yeah. week. Get in. You're not singing his song though, are please? <clears throat> No, I did that a couple of weeks ago, and it's on show. <laughs> Don't know why. It's a little bit racist. Um, so, let's not do that. Question, question number three. I think the best way to do this, Sam, which we've done it past, if you were to say, go round the table, we give a player, we say yes or no, and just see, do it yeah. that way. So if we all write, or you read them off, it's up to you. No, I think do that. Take, take it in terms of having a guess. Yeah. Take a take turns, yeah. yeah. I think I think the problem I've got here, I mean, now to see the answer is I've definitely got the wrong season. So um, <laughs> you, you've written some answers down. I, I, I have got some answers, right? So the, the the question is so the, the question is including subs, name the fourteen players who appeared for the Blades on our last visit to the Emirates Stadium in September two thousand and eight. So it's a year. It's our second year in the Championship. Playoff final, Burnley season. That's um, the season we. So it's oh. the playoff final season. It's the playoff yeah. final season. Well, looking black. at the team. Oh, Phil's got wrong season. So, my, yeah. my so that's not when we got. We played with two seasons in a row. I thought it was the season after. I forgot we got them two seasons in a row. Yeah, right. I've done exactly the same thing as you. So, so, this, so is the, this is the game we lost six 0 No, season before that, the game where we lost three 0 at home. No, I think we lost this six 0 this week, sure. It's either yeah. 6-0 oh, okay. down at Emirates or 3-0 at We talked about 6,000. I, I don't think this team lost 6-0 at the Emirates, but I might be wrong. No, okay. well, let's, let's go, go for, let's go for that, it. Let's do it. So, who wants to go for goalkeeper? Oh, I didn't write that one. Right. Well, just any... any. So, based I've, on what season I thought, I've gone Mark Bunn. I've gone Mark Bunn. I've well. got Sticky as well. I've gone Kenny. Paddy Kenny is the correct answer. Yeah, I've got season then. I'd cross Kenny out yeah. and replaced him with Bourne. Same. Do we want to head uh, in order that Paul's done it? So we've got centre-halves next, or do you want to go? Yeah, go for it. So, so I've gone for Morgan. Yeah, Morgan is one correct yeah, answer. We've got Morgan. I've got Morgan, and I'll also fill Kilgallen in there. Kilgallen is a correct answer as Kilgallen. well. I've not got Kilgallen. No, I haven't. I've put Ekiog for the other centre-half. See, I didn't get another centre-half. So. Um, full-backs? Geary. Kozluk. So I've I've got Kozluk and I have got someone else, Andy Taylor, because oh, I thought it was that the season. Other, the other one I've gone with is Cal Norton. I've gone I've got three fullbacks. I've got Naismith, Geary, and and Sunji High. I've put Sunji High down yeah. as well. So the correct ones are actually Naismith. So Naismith is one, and the other one I'm not sure he actually played right back in this game. But it's Greg Alford. Uh, oh, very good. Yeah. Um, that season. 
Do you want to do four, the four midfielders or should we go right wing? Just keep going. Just keep going, please. You know, so. Yeah, still very rallying, so. So, um, next one is David Cottrell. Yeah. Got that. Got that. No. So I've not got that either. Um, we've got Gary Speed. Yeah. yeah. So now Gary Speed. Speed. Yeah. Um, we've got Monty. Yep. I was going to say Monty and all, but I think very... He's in every game. Yeah, every yeah no. I was going to say it. Very surprised I've not got Monty as well. <clears throat> I've not got him, but then I like... I've got the other one right. I like to oppress the memory. Mr. Little Quinn. Yeah. Yes. I reckon Steven. we smashed this team. Steve on. <laughs> yeah. I've put, I've put Quinn, so I'm having the mark. Yeah, I'm just going to put an S in front of that. <laughs> that was already there, you know what? Um, previous player to fire us to the Premier League. Danny Webber. So, Mr. Danny Webber. Danny Webber's so still there. Jesus. Why did we not sell him when he missed that chance against Wigan? <laughs> Why did we not sell him? Penalty we'll against Chelsea. <laughs> My word. He played for about 10 years after that. Oh, right. I didn't Followed up by uh, James Beattie. Okay. Got Beattie. Yeah, we got that. By the way, speaking of Danny Webber, has everyone kept up with how he's doing in the Fantasy Premier League? As United seemed uh, intrigued to tell us at the start. I've not noticed for a while, actually. <laughs> so, uh, I'll just quickly run through two of the subs. Uh, we've oh, got we Kyle Norton and Lee Hendry. Oh, yes, yes we've got, we got Kyle Norton. I've got yes. Lee Hendry. <laughs> so... He's not actually done this, but I think this should be a bonus point if you can get this last answer. Well, I've got... So I'll tell you if I've... If, I think we list who else we've wrote. So, not ticked. I've wrote Geary, Beatty, Shelton, Sundry High. Beatty's one of them. Beatty played. No, it's oh. not, you're about Craig because you've already ticked Beatty, haven't you? I haven't ticked... Yeah, James Beatty's one of them. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, Nathan Dyer and Rob Hulse. Right, so it's none of those. So I've got Billy Sharp, Lee Tai. Chips, curry and rice. Yep, wait for someone. Uh, Ekiog and Sunji. It's none of those. Okay. We've just got Geary and Sharp, not it. So it's neither of those. So I've got um, Carve, because I thought it was that season. Cavre, I can't remember his name. John, John, John Carve, that's the one. Who's <laughs> got that? What a goal that was, man. <laughs> Sole contribution. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> Ping. Jamie Ward, it's also not. It's not Brian Howard. <laughs> oh, I've got control, so I need to tell that earlier. Um, the correct answer is uh, our f- also previous prison resident striker, Jordan Robertson. Jordan, Jordan Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yeah. So just run through that team then. Well, why, why are we <coughs> on so we've got Paddy Kenny, Chris Morgan, Matt Kilgallen, Greg Alford, Gary Naismith, David Cottrell, Gary Speed, Monte Quinn, Stephen Quinn, Daniel of Weber, James Beattie, Kyle Norton, Lee Hendry, and Jordan Robertson. Wow. Well, I managed to fall. I got eight. Bloody hell, that's a good going job. We got that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we got eight as well. Well, I'm not winning this quiz, am I? Um, I gave in a little bit after this, so the next one's on going to be a bit uh, oh, you far just, out. You just so, do the answers then. So, number four. So, what's the question on the number question four? question on number four is, which Arsenal youngster scored his first ever professional goal in the same game? Uh, there, I can't remember that. No. Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire is the correct answer. Oh, I went DRB. Good shout, Philip. So, United's last away win against Arsenal was in 1971, August of that year. Well, none of us were alive. So I'm, I'm, I remember this really well. I'm thick end of 10 years older than all here, and I'm too, too young for that as well, so I've no idea. I've put 3 1 just as a guess. I've put 2 0. I've got 2 0. I've not even put anything because I didn't read the question properly. So it was actually 1 0. 
which would have been my guess. Of um, course. Well, but that was that's convenient. Our favourite ever Sheffield United player. I have no idea where he played. I can't remember. But Stuart Scullion bagged the. Uh, well, I've heard of him. Goal. I've heard of him. Not that much. Right. Moving number, on. Number six. Very interesting question by the case. I say Former Arsenal striker Ian Wright released a single, sure. Do the Right Things, in 1993. The song was co-written and produced by Chris Lowe, who was a member of which band? Easy that, ABBA. <laughs> ABBA. <laughs> ABBA. <laughs> I've gone 317. So I've got the Andy Cole band, because again, I'm a <laughs> And I thought it was which striker had joined him in singing it. And I know Andy so Cole. So you just didn't read it? Andy Cole's got several songs. Similarly, so our quizzes work, Sam. Maybe no question, I think. Imagine how good it would be Robinson. if you read a tip coming out of this. Read the question. Callum Robinson would not think you're the smartest player on this team. I once saw him do, I once saw him do one of them quizzes. <laughs> I've guessed at Erasia, but I think I'm all wrong. The correct answer is the Pet Shop ones. Yeah, I should have put it. Yeah, that was my first right, thought. Obviously. But... Uh, on to number seven. Wright wasn't the only former player for either side in the early 90s with a musical side. Which former Blade played the saxophone in the 1990 BBC documentary? Famously. United. See, I don't know answers to this, so I guess we got Bryson. Tony Agana. Yeah. Tony Agana is the correct answer. Yeah. I don't know. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. If you get a chance to watch them, they're only about half an hour long each one. They're on YouTube. They're brilliant. They are oh, really yeah. interesting. We used to have them on VHS. You still have, probably. No, we haven't, because Dad sold them to a guy on the internet. Oh, I did, didn't I? Barnet Stonesworth or something like that off Twitter. Yeah. Sold his old mucky videos. Hope you enjoyed the mucky videos if you're listening, Barnet Stonesworth. Right, next question, Sam. Uh, are we on to number eight? Am I right in that? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Number eight, Andy Gray. Andy, Andy Gray. Stoppage time at penalty at Highbury in 2005. Earned the Blades a fifth round replay at the lane. Which Arsenal player gave away this free kick? So I have gone for Thomas Rosicki. I've gone for Ray Parler. I've gone for Martin Keown. It's a complete guess. I've no Sendros. idea. Sendros was correct. Ooh, good shout. Good. Good. Well done. I, was... I remember his, uh, his airline. <laughs> and in the resulting replay, we uh, dragged them to a penalty shootout. Remember Andy Cole putting it? Ashley, Ashley Cole. Cole. He got up. booed heavily coming up yeah. to the cop to take the pen and then just slotted it in. Is that when Kenny were injured? He can only dive one way. Yes. Yeah. That's the game. Um, who missed the Blades penalties? Total guesses. I've gone with uh, Paul Shaw and Rob Coswick. Paul Shaw? Christ. <laughs> so it, it, I, I, I thought Andy Gray had missed, and the other one I've not wrote down, I thought was John Harley, and that's not because I've read it, but I thought it was in my head, but I wasn't sure he played because I couldn't remember if that was that season. I've gone go for Andy Gray and uh, Alan Quinn. I've gone for Tom and Brown, but it's a complete guess. So Brown, Brown, Brown probably weren't even there. Brown he definitely won't have been there. Alan Joe. Quinn is the correct answer. Good shout. John Harley, as I've just said, is the is the other one. I got a full back. Yeah. Close enough. And one for you, Arsenal maniacs, on the next question. Because we have lots of Arsenal fans. I'm I'm sure they'll be tuning into this episode. There are five statues outside the Emirates Stadium, and one of them is not of Arsenal fan TV. Honestly, that's the worst thing going, that, isn't it? Arsenal fans are here. Yeah, but the thing is... We've got our own fan TV thing now, haven't we? No, that's all. Let's not even bring that into it. If they, right. What about the guys that got onto the bus at Hull? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were not 
We want to catch. We want to. What are you going to do then tonight? Dot and six. Get really pissed now, fuck up. We're going to dot them six nil. I want to be quite Oh, it's done. We're going to dot them. Friend of the pod, Jay Atkin. Dot them. So what's the question? Who are the statues so, yeah, who are the, outside? Who are the, the statues outside the Emirates? Yeah, well, I've only got three. I'll go first, please, because uh, it's in my head, so I'll do it. Uh, Even though it's written with, down, isn't it? Uh, Terry Henry, Ian Wright, and Tony Adams, and I think the guy who had 237 goals before Ian Wright scored 238 goals. Oh, I don't know his name. Herbert Chapman. I've not put that down. I'm sure that was is Herbert that Chapman. I'm sure it was. Yeah, my, my, he's going to be one, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, yeah, my my guess was, was uh, Thierry Henry. Arsene Wenger, Ray Power, Robert Perez, and Robin Van Persie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that they're not all right. So I've gone for Bob Wilson, Charlie George, Ian Wright, Bergkamp, and Adams. And I don't think I should have put Herbert Chapman. I've gone Bergkamp, Adams, Henri Smith, and I've put <laughs> Alan, Alan Smith. Smith. <laughs> Did you know that he once went on loan to Leicester? <laughs> right. And he played, the he, played against, he played against Arsenal and he had all four stands of the ground to cheer his name. <laughs> and uh, Bob Wilson. Ooh, good shot. And I put, put that, which is a bit on PC, I'm not reading it out. That's <laughs> after the controversy on Twitter earlier this anyway. year. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about, is there not one of that kid that got that didn't like get didn't get let in Bram away? Oh, it should be. What was his <laughs> name? Henry. Henry. He's got, one, he's got one going up in Tim. Oh, right, yeah. Tim Potts. So the uh, correct answers were Herbert Chapman, Ken Fryer. No idea who he is, sorry. Tony Adams, Thierry Henry. Me. And I don't think anyone said Dennis Bergkamp. I, I did. Bergkamp. Yeah. Hang on a minute. How does Bergkamp get a statue but Ian Wright done? How does RVP not get one or Arsene Wenger? Because <laughs> they're probably hit, but they got, they've been bricked down in the last five years. <laughs> wow, well, I've struggled with this quiz. Big star. Good quiz, Racker. Unai Emery is having his erected as we speak. Six, seven, what eight, on nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> with JV. <laughs> well, I've managed 11. I've, uh, I've got 16. Did anybody try the tiebreaker? Yeah, I've put Willie Charleston. Yeah, I've got 12. I've put North London. Tiebreaker just for the uh, well, North London weapons. I could. <laughs> Apart ball. from the fact you haven't, because he's got 16. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal formed in 1886, by which name were they originally known? I thought it was a pro Evo name. So Arsenal North, North, North London Weaponry. It was actually Dial Square. Obviously. And then they were named Royal Arsenal and Woolwich Arsenal. Before 1914, they became the Arsenal. Dial Square is why the Tottenham fans don't have them as a North London rival, because they were actually from South London. That rings a bell now. They've said that. That Spurs yeah. fans won't accept him as being a North London club. Thanks very much, Casey lad. Fantastic oh, quiz. Thank you, Paul. Right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as well. There's some very random questions there. <laughs> Tested our brains, but just because I've never done it before, I won. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to part four, the Hall of Fame, and um, we're um, we're here basking in the glory of another John Wynn with uh, Michael Doyle's Courtney Walk. Uh, and in light of that, this week I'm not nominating, but I'm um, I'm putting somebody in the Hall of Fame after. How after, are you now? Is this not an agreement? I think you'll all agree when okay. I say it. Um, but we're um, we, well, we're here, and Phil, kick us off. Uh, so I'm going for. 
something that's relevant with the game coming up at this weekend. And I probably should have done it earlier on in the season, actually, when we played Arsenal at home. I'm going for Phil Jagielka's outstanding goalkeeping performance nice. at Bramall Lane on the 31st of December 2006. 30th. 30th of December, sorry, 2006. Dad, I won't be happy with you now. I thought it was day after his birthday. <coughs> that was, that was his birthday. birthday. <coughs> Just remember that, Dad. He won't listen. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Cheers, Dad. Cheers, Dad. Happy birthday, Mum. <laughs> I don't need to say that's not my mum. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I said what a way to reveal it. Do you ever want to uh, know the Ridley family traits? A fucking podcast series on your own. If we get Plymouth away and we go and pick our toes, I'll sit it back and I'll, I'll, I'll reel it off. It's a real. I might put it in a book, it'd be a page turner. <laughs> Or three parter on BBC. I mean, it with might Pridley's last three, three lines. <laughs> with Pridley's extracurricular activities, who knows? <laughs> selling, wow. selling porn online. <laughs> what, with Mike Whitlow? Unsigned <laughs> <laughs> at M25. Uh, not M25. Uh, M60. M60. Oh, so, yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For the, for the people that can't see, John's gone. <laughs> yeah, go on. So yeah, I think um, everyone can remember that game, can't they? Uh, Nade scored the winning goal and, and Kenny went off injured and Jagielka proceeded to fend Arsenal away for the last half an hour or so, didn't he? Including one tremendous that's point like save from Van Persie. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. I mean, if it was Van Persie three years later, that's it. Back at that. You yeah, would think so. Does he punch you? a corner at one point? Yeah. Oh, he came and took a corner as well, yeah. from what I can remember. I just remember how that pitch worked. How yeah. bad were yeah. that pitch? Yeah, we were, weren't it? Phil Possett's snow. <laughs> <laughs> Snowfly on the pod. <laughs> this decrease tonight is a colourful one. But I think that's a great <laughs> nomination. Um, Sam. So, in light of this week's. Uh, Revel- is re- I don't know if revelations is the right word, but uh, Ethan Ebanks Landell popping up in Love Island. <laughs> I think we've. Uh, is we've he on Love Island? What? No. <laughs> Someone who looks like him. He's, so been, he's been ever so slightly raised. Who did play for you now? <laughs> <laughs> who did play for you now? Yeah, he was at United Academy. Who, who was it? The, the kid that's in Love Island. I've not seen him. He, we signed him from hands with Paramore at like 19 Fantastic. years old. He's, he played in the same side as Louis Reed and Ben Whiteman, apparently. Michael Boateng, I think. Oh, I remember that name, actually, from uh, yeah. Football Manager yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Right, okay. So, yeah, I mean... It, it, <coughs> obviously, so, what's yes. your nomination? So, my, my nomination <laughs> is Ethan Ebanks-Landell, the start of that back five, which probably wouldn't have been possible without him in the anchor to start with. A couple of crucial goals in that season that took us up. Yeah. The 95th minute goal against Bury, I believe, after they got nine men. I yeah. thought it was Walsall. I think no, it was Bury. Bury were there. Walsall over, beat Overriding us. memory of Ethan Ebanks Landell with that woefully short back pass at Utterfleet. That wasn't good. Wasn't good. My son was mascot for the first time. It was absolutely freezing, and we got tickets given to us for the front row at South Stand. And when I asked if I could move back to the season ticket seats, I got told, no, you will sit there. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and then Ebanks Landell decides he's going to pass the ball back to keeper, drops it about 400 yards short, and. Cole? Yeah, it was Devante Cole. Cole. Devante yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um, Played like his dad for 90 minutes, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. been linked with us in January. Who? Devante Cole again. Get I see that. Add him in. 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it might have been the following January. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, two two crucial goals, obviously giving that one away to Fleetwood, but I suppose he sort of made up for it with the last minute header. That were out there, causing before, absolute yeah. scenes at Fleetwood. Yeah, while they're running down touchdown and to celebrate with players. So in retrospect, he was pretty shit, and he was he a massive was, bomb scare. He was a massive, 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 massive bomb scare. But I think without him at the start of that, going to that back five, I don't think we'd have been. Where did he play? I was thinking about this. Charlton away. Charlton away. Charlton away. That the one that stands out for me is that goal against Bury. Yeah, yeah we, we, we had absolutely no chance of winning that game until he somehow popped up in that position. Did he not play on the right side of it? This yeah. is what I was going to ask. Because so I thought he played in the middle. So we started off. Jake Wright played in the middle. We started off playing with Ebacks Landell on the right, Jake Wright in the middle, but then eventually we took Jake Wright out. Landell definitely. And Landell played in the middle. And I retweeted my tweet from Walsall the other day, which Alan cottoned on to. Where I said, stop trying to shoe on Chris Basham into a defence for fuck's sake. <laughs> Play that, went well. right. that went well. That went well. That was me advocating playing Ebanks Landell over Chris Basham. Yeah, I, th- I, I think uh, Ebanks Landell's a good where, shout. Where I is think he now? He went to he's a He's in Shrewsbury, and uh, a mate of mine who was a Shrewsbury fan who I used to work with uh, tweeted the other day about Ebanks Landell's abilities to do stupid things. But Ethan Evax Mandel, best of luck in Love Island. You're going to absolutely smash it. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, Sam, you've just generated 0%. I guarantee you, Ethan Evax Mandel will get more than 2 He's going to be better going with the stadium. He'll vote for himself. He'll be better going with the Algarve Stadium. Chopper. Right. Oh, this is gone. So, as we, as we spoke about earlier... Hang on. Um, He's brought pictures. I've, I've got a prop. A prop. Uh, regarding how good our media team's been recently... And, and the absolute brilliance about uh, Owen Doyle and... By the way, that's not winning because I've just seen it. And is it... I don't know. I, I know Owen Doyle's one of them. Yeah. I don't know. The oh, I do have the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, yeah. I, know his, I don't know his first name, but his surname's Campbell. He's yeah. absolutely genius. Absolute, absolute great work as well. And massive credit to them for everything they're doing at the minute. However, I'd like to throw us back to 2013, 2014... The David Weir season and the players modelling the kit are one Fabian Brandit and Tony <laughs> McMahon in what I can only describe as the worst Photoshop I have ever seen, which I am showing now. <laughs> now, oh, the frames behind you wouldn't think it, you wouldn't, right? That wouldn't get that wouldn't pass at GCSE. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure my GCSE media was better than that. And I mean, obviously, no disrespect to whoever did the media back then, but Jesus Christ, they were awful. There is uh, a rumour it was David Weir. It could well have been David Weir. I mean, that would have explained his management skills looking at this photo. Exhausted <laughs> from spending all that on PowerPoint. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been... Uh, <laughs> to say it's improved is an understatement. Yeah, it's, it's more, so... Uh, as much as I want to put this photo in the Hall of Fame, it's, it's, it's also in homage to the, the growth media of media yeah. and how good we are now at it. Agree with that. That's a great shout. Yeah, I, I just that season, a bit of memory about that season. Um, we, had, we we employed a manager that had never managed before, David Weir. Okay? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I would kind of full of optimism. And um, he built a team around one player that we then proceeded to sell off. <laughs> <and play. laughs> Right. How good were we against Notts County, by the way? We were Terry, that good. They had players sent off after about 10 minutes. They, they completely played them off the pitch. We scored early and so played them off the pitch. They nearly got relegated. They had 10 men. And Jamal Campbell-Rice, my word, he was terrible. Man. 
Oh, Campbell Rice weren't even there. Yeah. Elf. It was Brandy. Elf. Brandy, Brandy, sorry, Brandy, sorry. Fabian Brandy, weren't it? Not Campbell Rice. Fabian Brandy. I'd be, intrigued. I'd be intrigued to see what would have happened that season had we not, as you just said, decided to sell the one player that we tried to build. And then try to replace him. No, he genuinely built players. a team around him. No, we did. Yeah. We tried to replace him with two. We tried Baxter replacing him with Baxter and Cavellier. He was good, weren't he, Josie Baxter? Well, at least he played. Go on, Alu, you got. Right then, mine, uh, mine's a bit of an easy one, really. Um, a while ago now, um, <clears throat> when I first listened to the pod, um, I, I, sort of, I, I thought, well, if I was to ever appear on the pod, which is unlikely because I talk a lot of rubbish. Um, so do we, it's fine. What, what, would I, what would I nominate? So this has been in my head for a while, this. and um, It is a little bit linked, uh, but we're in a bit of a... Ooh, where can I go with this? The world at the minute needs leaders in it, and uh, and uh, you, uh, let's not get too political. But we're, we're in a bit of a mess, aren't we, across the world? And uh, and I think the youth of today need uh, need people that are going to point in the right direction. And there's one fan that we've had in the past that pointed everybody in the right direction. That um, I don't think there's anybody that's seen that that ever ever had a, ever have a bad word to say about it. And my nomination for all of fame is David Spencer. Well, this is absolutely insane because I was going to say that we put Shred in the Hall of Fame as my nomination because and put him directly in. And I was just checking because I know he passed away a couple of days before we played away at Crawley and I was trying to get the date right. Actually, I'm currently on Twitter searching, before you even said it, the following hashtags, Shred, DST. Yeah, um, <laughs> bonkers. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't know him. I, I met him a couple of times. I spoke to him a couple of times. Well, I actually spoke at him a couple of times. Usually, when I was pissed. Um, <laughs> top man, absolute top bloke, and um, yeah, Mr. Sheffield United. Isn't it? That's, that's, that's my nomination. Up, I've, I've just gone for masses there. To be fair, well, I think that goes in so, regardless. But um, the interesting thing about Shred, I thought when he passed away was. And they talked to Nigel Clough about it and he did like an interview, I think, on Look North or something. He goes, I've not really had anything to do with him. He's not one of these fans who is around the club in the sense of like wanting to be... Because there's certain fans who want to be like pals with players and stuff who get a you little mean bit... there's certain fans that get free tickets off players when they pal them up? I'm that not... Happen, does it? <laughs> Let's not go there. <sighs> uh, but, you know, there's this sort of... You talked these different types of United fans and the different types of football fans at all clubs and Shred was very much everything that what I consider a proper fan to be. You turn up, you support the team, you don't miss the kickoff, which sadly I'm quite guilty of sometimes, and you certainly don't ever leave early. Yeah. Um, and you support them and you turn up even when it's the most ridiculous games. I always remember, once remember him rushing past me in Sheffield train station to get on this train to Bart, and I was like, where the hell is he going? And I looked, I couldn't think, and then later that night, came through, result for reserves playing at Barnsley, and on Tuesday afternoon, he's like running to get the train to go to, but he was just football obsessed, and he wasn't, like I say, one of these people who courted any fame, or sort of like football celebrity, and he certainly didn't want anything from the club. And I think what was fantastic was when, when he sadly passed away, that he talked about how they could sort of, um, <clears throat> honour him honour him if you like yeah honour him and um, and his family sort of said no we, he wouldn't want that 
Um, and I think now there's the the Young Player of the Year awards now with David Spencer. Is it? I believe. It's something to do with young players anyway. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do something with his seat, didn't they? Did they want to... No, that was no, that the other was, one. That was, oh, no, it was the Yellow Man. The yeah. Yellow Man, yeah, out for a bit of They, they yeah. do that for a while. They did it for the one yeah, game, I think. Yeah, it went yeah. yellow for a game, yeah. Which is fair enough, because, I mean, to be fair, he won every single yeah, video clip for about 20... Well, probably longer than that. I'm but say, he, it's one thing I always remember. I mean, I know Phil always calls me Rain Man with, when it comes to random facts about United from seasons of... I've got videos of, and that's because I used to watch him religiously. <clears throat> And I always, I always used to laugh whenever I saw him on video. Just obviously never knew, never knew the bloke, but he was just iconic with them well, yeah, seasons. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Shred's a great shout out. Um, just great bloke. I think, to be honest, I think Shred goes in alongside Mel Reese and the Yellow Kit, and yeah, he's, he's elite here, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Do be. I get another vote then? Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Uh, I'll go with to the masses. Al Golf Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> what a place! My word. What an incredible. Anybody got any idea what the score was in that match? Because I genuinely don't. Know. I believe he scored. David Goldrick scores. And to be fair, I was dressed as a lucky, lucky man alongside Josh Timms. Hi, Josh. Weirdo. Um, and wow, that were it. My overriding memory of that day is walking into that pub, which I could tell you absolutely no idea where it is, and you stood in front of me. I'd been with with you ten minutes before, and you were dressed <laughs> completely normally. And I've walked into this pub, and you're wearing, like you say, an African triangle dress. I tried selling me seventy five euros, and then Timsy turned around and says, "No, nah, uh, that was twenty euros when I bought it earlier." So I said, "I'll give you twenty euros for this." Yeah, no. So I put it on, and to be fair, that night. Which you probably remember. I, I, I put a bit of weight on. Um, I remember it ripping. It ripped yeah, underneath my crotch from full back to front. <laughs> I've got my 10 year old... Are we recording this? Yes. I've got my 10 year old lad on the strip yeah, in Albufeira at midnight getting a bollocking off some woman on, a, on an endo that wants to give me parenting tips on the fact that my son is still sat on Albufeira strip. Yeah, and the only thing I could respond to her with was... She said, why, why is he still out? And I said, because he's fucking class, love. <laughs> and that were it, that were it. And I'm, I took him home after that. We bought a pizza. We went and we went, we went had a pizza together. I wish I'd gone home. Then. Oh, God. Didn't get, it, didn't get it until 5 yeah, a.m. I, I, I wish you'd have gone home then. I'm sick of seeing your tits on video. <laughs> <laughs> why are you... Someone should have already put something in Portugal. Eh? Bonus, yeah, bonus, yeah, bonus podcast coming it. soon for people who went to Portugal. <laughs> Fancy no bitterness. Are, are we allowed to have their on the deal? Moving on, JB's <laughs> nomination for all fame. Well, there's only four options on a poll on Twitter, uh, so they're there now. And uh, what we can do is we can go and see. Obviously, Shred's going in without a doubt. Uh, Phil, which of the nominations are you going for? I think I'm going to go for Joe's media team. I think what they're doing at the minute is brilliant. Sam? I think it's hard to argue with the media team. Although, I've got to be honest, just simply because Garage Bar won last time I was on, <laughs> Algarve Stadium has to be uh, right up there with a shout. As Ian Rands called me last time, Randy Rands, um, Route 1, Dick's out, Algarve Stadium, 100% Mr Big Card. See... I'd happily go Algarve Stadium. However, they were serving non-alcoholic beer, so therefore they're paedophiles. Um, <laughs> Nitty commentary. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we had enough beer to to not worry about them serving non-alcoholic nah. beer. I had Harrison Baker stood on my arm. I needed more beer. 
Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Phil's Phil Jagielka in goal performance. Oh, uh, yeah, chops. Yeah. You nailed it, haven't you? Um, the media team. I mean, to be fair, I'd have won. And then he's. Uh, we've already put that one in. So I've won. Well, you have won in a way, yeah. yeah. Even though I was going to do it. in a way? I've won. That's it. Well, you have it. It's I get two points. When was the last time you had an automatic entry to the Hall of Fame? About three last weeks league. ago. Okay, you get two points for that. <laughs> <laughs> I make it rules up as I go along now. You get two points for that. Chops gets one because we're with Chops. Um, yeah, media team. You're doing a great job, lads. Keep it up. Yeah. There is an argument that not putting Ebanks Landau in is racist, by the way. No, there's not. <laughs> Neither is racist. He's saying a random man who happens to be black on a television program. for Sheffield United. Have you seen this man? Anyone that has seen the show and thinks that looks like Ebanks Landau. Right, we're talking about Love Island on this podcast, Sam. You really, really... No. (laughs) Banned. Anyway, this has been a weird pod. It's been been different. (laughs) I've enjoyed it. The one one thing I did want to talk about before um, we round the pod up, it just kind of feels like a kind of decent time in the season to start thinking about where we're at and who's done what so far this season. Mm-hmm. So, who would you, if we had to call a player of the year so far? Oh, great question. Who would you give it? If you'd asked me six, five, or about a month ago, I'd said Ender Stevens. Yeah, but okay. Right I see now, why you say that as well, because he's not been at it. But right now, it's got to be John Flake. Okay. So, there's a player that when we signed him, I said he'll be Sheffield United hero. And it took a long time for people to sink in to who that was. <clears throat> and I think people are now coming round to the fact that... Is he going to say Leon Clark? He is probably <laughs> underneath Billy Sharp as Mr Sheffield United. And Sir Christopher of Basham. I, I would have said Chris Basham. I was <laughs> going to say Basham as well. But also, um, we spoke about Basham at length last week. Uh, someone tried putting him in the Hall of Fame, even though I already had. <laughs> um, but bash him, yeah, for me, hundred percent. Just because, and everything we don't want to go over all ground, but it's the massive step up he's made again, and so, sort of like proving the doubters wrong constantly. Every the, week. the tackle against Watford, well, I presume he talked about this last week, so I'm sorry if he did. But where he tracked Delafeu all the way from yeah. one side of the box, all the way to the corner flag, takes the ball. And then I'm pretty confident he runs 30 yards with the ball. Yeah, he ran back across the levels. Brilliant. Probably can all only dream yeah, of. Basham, I'd probably go um, One that's worth a shout, uh, that's not been the busiest kid in the world. <clears throat> Just, if you're a defender, you need to know what's behind you. And you need to know that <clears throat> if you drop a bollock, he's going to be there. And He's been there, hasn't he? Yeah, Henderson for me. I would fear for us uh, without him, quite frankly. Makes one world-class save a week, doesn't it, at least? Yeah. I mean, the Liverpool goal, let's just... That, because that... Has he made a mistake other than that? Yeah, two at Chelsea, you could argue both were his... But then he always yeah. comes roaring back, doesn't he? Yeah. And then this happened last year, if you remember. They were the odd... It was obviously what happened at Villa, and then he just then was six phenomenal. That's the yeah, thing with him. So he, he's sort of this level, and then he makes a mistake, and then he goes, right, that's not good enough. And he goes up a level. 
and then he sits at that level for a while and then he makes a mistake yeah. and then he goes, goes up that's again. not good if he goes up again that, just, that save against West Ham that free kick save really underrated by the way yeah, the fact he gets probably. across as quick as he gets across and then off. it's how strong his hand was yeah. so if he, he yeah. didn't just push it out he kind of stopped the ball and, and then almost. gets back to the second exactly, one, rolls yeah. it out and we cut and move say new net were instead of aiming for one of posts on Carp the, the, the other thing is with Dino if he makes a mistake, sorry, I'm <coughs> if, he makes a mis- if he makes a mistake, it's so much more noticeable because he's the last line. Yeah, it's simple as a goalkeeper, but anyone could have made a mistake. That mistake, I, I, I just, I think, think would have been noticed. Well, I, I like Simon and Dave Ollis, if you're listening, is uh, a very good looking man, Simon Moore. I know that you're a big fan. But, um, <coughs> Simon I'd, I'd Four, have, as he calls it. Simon Four. I'd have, um, I'd have worried if we'd not got him this thing. Be honest. I mean, Michael Berrich has got biggest hands in the world. We would have signed something. He could about. catch an aeroplane in them. I, I think I think you're right, Al, 100%, but we would have signed a goal then. Yeah, probably. It'd be intriguing to see what we do this yeah. summer, if I'm being honest. Get a bit in well, Whether he thinks Berrich is going to be. Yeah, the, it, it was my nomination for who we should sign this January. I, yeah. I don't think there's a cat and else chance we sign him. But. Uh, Oli, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has already talked about him challenging for number one next year. Is and he going to do, though? That's you've, the got thing. That's the thing, you've got to test water. We are believing on that. It's kind of signing that you think I don't even know what our budget is. Um, I don't know whether it's 5 million, 10 million, 50 million, 150 million, or whatever. <clears throat> if it's not a problem, you, you start chipping 25, 30 million at it. If we'd, it if we'd got it, I agree. And the saying, thing is, you spend, I, 30, you spend 30 million on Dean Anderson in two or three years, you could be tripling it. Look yeah. at it, not even that, look at it over. So sign him now. How old is he? 22? Yeah. Sign him now. Keep him. And and keep rewarding him or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be England's number one. I don't. Uh, if there's anybody that listens to this, could, could well, with that, well be this you're wrong because it's going to be this It's going to be England's number one before long. And then if you if you then you spend twenty five million on him, right? You keep him for ten years, and then divide twenty five million over ten years. You pay two and a half million two and a half million pound a season for. What is probably going to be England's number one goalkeeper? Uh, Sam, Sam's right. What he says: if you keep him for two seasons at the level he's at now, the way he's yeah, developing, he's, he's worth three, three times that. 70, 80 million. Could, could, could well keep him. Premier League single-handedly. He's a good. He's a good keeper. <laughs> so, so that I mean, to be fair, I, I think Basham was right, and I think uh, Flex had a class season. I think George Baldock as well deserves a mention. George Baldock's a very good-looking man. Very, very good-looking man. I mean. This is getting a bit homoerotic in the last few seconds. And then you're obviously forgetting the obvious of John Egan. The, yeah. the, the wall that is... Oh, well, there's, there's, there's lots yeah. of... The only thing, the only thing there, player at season is Anderson, <laughs> Basham, Egan, O'Connell, Baldock, Stevens, Norwood, Lundstrom, Fleck, McGoldrick, McBurney, Moose. <laughs> You can throw Robinson in there for that goal at Chelsea because I thought I would have died. Sharp, I thought I would have died there. <laughs> and Wilder, has he played yet? He's bound to at some point. What point does he chuck himself in, by That's your plan. Get him on last game at the season. What point does he chuck himself on? Him and Nil up top. Southampton. Alan, Alan Nill, who, uh, who once famously marked Marco Van Basten out of the game for what for Wales. No, Chris, Chrissy well, Wilder well. scored a goal to guarantee Champions League qualification. <laughs> so picking you got picking your own season. This could be a hardest season. Yeah. Just pick a name out of a hat. Well, it was last year, and then McGoldrick got it, and it. Well, I know everyone like he rests very well. That was bad, bad deserved. 
But you could have put, I thought Egan should have, and Stevens mm. were the two. It's always going to go to a goal scorer, though, so that's the thing. It's always mm. going to go to a goal scorer. Sorry, Dixie, you're not getting it this year then. I'm playing for Stevens rap later this season last season. Mm. Who got you fans could argue all in all wood, you could argue. Because yeah. yeah, that's what players play, right? Sharp really. got fans play, right? Did he? I thought, no, I thought it went to McGoldrick. He got players no, play. McGoldrick got players play. Did Sharp get fans play? Anyway, we do digress. As per usual. Um, a big thank you for you guys for joining the podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting to have a five-man five boo for, for the Arsenal preview and look at West Ham and all that stuff we've been through. And a lot of the stuff that wasn't really, not that we have a script, but we certainly, um, we've digressed and digressed (laughs) again, and then we've digressed from digressing. So it's been great. I'm absolutely in need of getting on the train on Saturday morning, and I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to being with you, Simon Chops, and seeing you down there, Alan. My word, that could be an interesting journey down there. (laughs) It's going to be good. I'm mm. looking forward to the Fiddly and Steve loving. Well, yeah, two dads. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Craig. Cheers, dads. Cheers. cheers. Uh, and cheers to everyone else as they say. Let's hope we get three points on Saturday. It'd be fucking wonderful. I've enjoyed the very random pod and we look forward to hearing, well, to talking to you potentially before the City game, but we, we have jobs and other things, so that might not be possible. Yeah, but probably more likely before. It's probably going to be one in between for Plenty JB Grinder stories. <laughs> right. And after hours, JB Grinder episodes. <laughs> right, back to what I was <laughs> trying to sum up. Um, thank you for listening as always. You take care. If you're going down to London, have a safe journey. And we'll see you down there for a beer. Up the blades. Up the blades. blades. If you go going to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a start. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put a on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me Murray, right. Well, I'd say Peroni as well.